This is the Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast as a service to the Nebraska Greats Foundation, which serves former collegiate athletes facing medical needs and financial challenges. Your tax-deductible contribution will change the life of a former college sports hero. Please give online at negreats.org. And now, here's your host, Brett Wedden. Welcome to the Nebraska Greats Foundation. I'm your host, Brett Wedden, and I'm joined here also with Monty Kratzenstein. And we have the pleasure of being at the Tom's Denzel Golf uh, Outing today. The Nebraska Greats is putting on. And um, so first, let's do some housekeeping before we get into a wonderful conversation with Jared Crick, our guest today. Um, we are family. That's our motto. So any former letter winner from any of the colleges or universities in the state of Nebraska that have a medical or financial need, we're here to help them. And we've helped a bunch of former uh, athletes, student athletes, uh, with their medical slash financial needs. And so three ways you can help. You can donate. Uh, you can go to our website, anygreats.org. Share any of our content content from our social media sites. And then lastly, if you have a former teammate that's in need of something and has too much pride to ask, send them our way, and we'll be happy to take care of them. So without further ado, we'd love to introduce Jared Crick. Uh, Jared, how are you today? I'm doing good, guys. How are we doing? Right. You ready to do some golf? Yeah, I'm ready to do something. I don't know if it's going to be called golf or not, but uh, enjoy the day at least. Meet some good people and hang out with this good bunch here. It's always a good time. So, so Monty, I'm going to I'm going to pipe you in here. So, this is our format, Jared. This is a conversation. This is not an interview. We just want to have kind of a quick run through of you know, of your career and what you're doing right now in life. So, I'm going to hand it over to Monty and let's start. <laughs> well, first of all, um, I'm always amazed when we do these sorts of things because Nebraska is one of those places. And Jared, being from Cozad, Nebraska, the first thing we do is we start talking about the old days, right? And he's talking about, you know, I'm a Gothamer guy, and he's a Cozad guy, ten minutes apart, and and uh, you know, Brett, you're a Geneva guy, so we're all small town guys that somehow, some some way, made our way in, in into the world. But um, I think with this this conversation, I, I've just got questions, uh, Jared. First of all, the question is, uh, dude, what are you doing to your body? You look looking good. I mean, I, I I mean, no, there's there's no you know romantic feelings going on here whatsoever. But what <laughs> in the world? Some of these guys get huge after they get done playing. You kind of went the other direction. What's up? You know, it's funny because I look at myself in the mirror every day and I don't see a different person than what I was six months ago. But yeah, so I've lost. 45, 40, 45 pounds around there. And really none of it was planned. I didn't have a goal to lose any weight. I just kind of wanted to get healthy on the inside. So I cut out, you know, the alcohol, the vices and just started eating a little bit better. And, you know, funny enough, like weight just kind of fell off. Did you have to work really hard? I, I know you played I, you played tight end when you were um, in in high school, so you had to really bulk up to play mm-hmm. uh, at, at at the high college division one level, and then of course the NFL. Um, what was it a challenge for you to bulk up and, and keep that weight on? Yeah, it was impossible. So I went into the U probably two forty at the highest, and I think my frame's only meant to hold, you know, about that. So yeah, I had to do all the protein shakes, eat like nine times a day. My mm-hmm. First couple years down there and I got up to about 280 and just felt terrible I mean just <laughs> awful couldn't move was getting injured every two seconds with just random small you know pulls and this and that uh, so 
got into a little bit. I hung around probably 72 was about my average playing at Nebraska. Got to the league, went down to Houston, sweated uh, my you-know-what off every single day. It was hard <laughs> to stay above 70. So playing three-tech in the NFL at sub-270 pounds, that was a chore. Went to Denver to the altitude, same kind of deal, just burning calories faster you can put them in. Wow. Uh, so very undersized. But, yeah, it's uh, one of them deals where it was just impossible. You know, like I said, I could eat everything I wanted, eat all the ice cream, eat all the junk, go to Taco Bell every night, and I'd still weigh in at the scale, you know, every morning, 271. By the end of practice, I was back down to 264. So. Wow, well, geez, Jared, I wish I could eat Taco Bell at night and lose the weight. You know, I've, I'm <laughs> the opposite way. I've actually gained weight since playing. But So we just want to do kind of run through of your career. So let's skip from high school. Let's go right at your time at Nebraska. Are there any really memorable moments that you say to yourself, hey, man, that was a great moment for me personally? It's a great moment for our team that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, uh, and ironically you know it was followed by the worst moment of my college career and that was when we beat texas in 09 you know the clock said zero 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 so we're thinking we won the big 12 championship just wow. total elation i mean just a, a complete euphoric moment for our entire team and, we'll, and then refs get together start talking about it and then they put another second on the clock we lose by a last second field goal so the highest of highs was met by the lowest of lows and that was after that you know I I, I learned to you know keep it steady don't get too high don't get too low and people had always told us that before just you know just keep it steady you know maintain didn't really know what they meant at the time but after that moment I did because like I said you'll get disappointed a lot and then you'll you know you can be pleasantly surprised but uh you know that was tough but every single day with those guys I mean whether the day I walked in to the day I left um, every moment in the locker room I mean you guys both know you can't replicate it in the real world I haven't found that anywhere else yet except for things like this where we can sit here we can talk to each other frankly and talk football and and BS a little bit this is about as close to a locker room environment that I've been in uh, since I've been out so you know I, I think we have kind of three different generations of age you know I you know I was in the late 80s and, and Brett you were after that and then Jerry and, and and I hundred percent agree with you because uh, when you go out into into the real world, right? And and, and you know, college football is in the real world. And NFL football is in the real world. Um, a lot of people have a lot of struggles to to find something that is um, competitive. Um, that has that sort of camaraderie. If you can find a business or a company or, or, or a team of people that you can work with that, that, that provides that, that's great. But I, I know a lot of people that really, really struggle with that. You know, mm -hmm. former athletes that just say, you know, they, they, they lose that hunger because they can't do what drove them for so long. Mm -hmm. Well, you're in that environment, too, where you have the coaches and you have your training table, you have <clears throat> your athletic trainers, everything's just kind of put together for you, your lifting schedule, and then all of a sudden you leave and you're kind of the independent. So, you know, maybe, maybe a quick question for you, Jared, is uh, do you miss the process of it? Because, as you know, camp's getting ready to start up, and I always get that feeling every year, like, <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be hot. It's two days for two weeks. It's all that jazz. What, what say you? Yeah, it's definitely awkward, and it's getting a little bit easier now that you know I'm becoming more and more removed from the game. Uh, but yeah, definitely that year, that year after, right before COVID. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of like my body clock was revving up, like those those nerves, mm -hmm. those that anxiousness was kicking back in. Because yeah, camp, camp's a tough deal. I mean, in college, you're. You know, obviously you're used to being away from family because you're at school, but, you know, you're not married yet or anything like that. You don't have kids. So you're just, oh, here we go, just going to bash my face in every day for a month and a half until we get into <laughs> real games. And then you get into the NFL. Well, a lot of guys go different places. Like their family stays and, you know, wherever they're playing. 
Um, but you're off for a month in a different state sometimes, you know, practice against other teams or your camp's just at a college in, you know, a different part of the state. So uh, that was one thing that I was, you know, because I, I had been with my wife, you know, my whole time in the NFL. And every time I went to camp, it's like, well, see you in a month. And that was kind of hard. And sure. once we got married, now that we're kids, I'm sitting there thinking, like, could I do that now? And obviously, I think I could because, you know, I love football. But it's like, man, like trying to I just had a newborn tried, you know, leaving my wife with him for a month and all by herself and me away from my family. That's tough. And well, it's it's priorities, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and all of our priorities certainly change. And, and, and that's another challenge that people have because, um, you know, your, your, your transition through life, you know, through college and, and the NFL and the career and whatnot. I, you know, I know we don't have have uh, an extended version of this podcast, but there, there's there's two or three things to me that that I, that I want to talk about at, at some point, uh, and I think we'll probably talk more at some point about this too. But you had the opportunity, obviously, play at the highest level possible. But you had the opportunity to play with, alongside. Um, Two of the greatest defensive linemen probably to ever play the game, and Dom Kinsu, arguably one of the best defensive linemen to ever play college football, and obviously we know what he's done in the NFL. And then of course JJ Watt playing playing for the Texans and so on. Can you, first of all, you know I don't I'm not going to say what was that like, but but give us some just some some comments about. Uh, playing next to those guys because, frankly, you you, you thrived in that environment. Uh, they probably brought you up to that level, but at the same time, you know, you you, you benefit, you help them a, a ton too with the way you did things. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, hopefully, there's a lot of kids listening because one thing that all those guys, and not just JJ Sue, but Demarcus Ware, I played mm-hmm. with him, probably one of the best pass rushers to ever play the game, and then Von Miller. Uh, <laughs> one characteristic all those guys have together I mean they got exactly out of it what they put in like people don't understand like they see JJ and on TV for example and they just see all the good things he does and this and that well they don't see him up at the facility at like four in the morning wow. with a key card because he's the first one in the building you know doing his stretches doing his lifts watching film you know hours before the rest of us got in there and then he's the last guy to leave so like he'd be there till 11 o'clock at night doing the same thing just getting rehab getting another workout in same thing with Demarcus he was always watching film I'd get at the stadium he'd be in the linebacker room and you could see he had three cups of coffee gone already working on his fourth. So he had been there a while watching film, watching the same thing over. He'd be like, Crick, come in, watch this. And we'd watch the same offensive tackle. It's like, dude, I'm a three-tech. I'm not going to be going against this guy. He's like, well, here's the games we can run against this guy. Wow. So we'd sit there for an hour before meetings, and we'd just talk about running pass rush games. The most simplest thing, you know, once you get to that level is – pass rush games you know everybody should know it like the back of their hand we're sitting there talking about different ways we can tinker with it just based off one guy uh same thing with vaughn same thing with sue in college you know i'd be wanting to go eat you know nine o'clock at night sue would keep me up in the d-line room and we'd just be watching k-state colorado texas you know just week after week so uh, there's not a surprise or there's no you know magic potion that these guys took to be as great as they are they put in the work every single day and not just during the season they're in the offseason they're doing the same thing they're getting their workout in early in the morning they're eating right they're doing everything XYZ to be and maintain that high that high uh, level how many how many guys did you play with I don't, I don't need a number but but there's obviously some guys that <clears throat> were so so talented that never did those things you right. know either they're off, off the field activities got in the way or or they just weren't able to put in the work um i mean 
obviously you saw some of those guys too, huh? Oh yeah, and it's you know they still had their flashes here and there, but yeah, if they would have just and I don't want to name any names because some of them might turn out to actually have pretty decent careers at the end of the day. But <laughs> that's for another episode. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll go down the list on another episode. We'll name we names. Got your back we'll, yeah, yeah, we got <laughs> yeah, but you just see them like, gosh, man, like you can be great. Like you can be one of the guys that in 50 years they talk about and you know they just rather be at the bars every night or they just rather you know mm-hmm. sleep in and miss the you know meet morning meetings and just they just have that nonchalant attitude where you know i've already made it i don't have to do this and that because where i was drafted and well it's, it's like well that's your call man i'm i'm a grinder like i was coming in off an injury didn't get drafted very high i'm underweight i'm undersized like like give me your physique or Amen. give me your speed give me your agility and i'll put it to work for you and but right yeah you know, it's just one of them things but i mean if they don't want it for themselves that's on them and there's a pattern to everything right you watch a tackle long enough i was an offensive tackle i had my tells on things and mm-hmm. where, where i shift my weight and where where to hit i always try to hit early right so um so let's talk about that strategy because uh, all of us have watched thousands of hours of film how is that transferred into what are you doing these days? What are you doing for work? Are you able to kind of take some of the things you learned and, and apply and apply them? Uh, we're gonna find out. So I just got my insurance license to sell insurance and congrats. Yeah. So yesterday, as of well, as of yesterday, I think I'm official. Um, so it won't be too much longer. <laughs> I'll be able to get to work, and so it'll be one of the deal. I know the work ethic's gonna be there. Uh, the grinding it out's gonna be there. Getting out and about, talking to people. That's not gonna be. But it'll be interesting to see, like you know, what I can translate. Uh, you know what I can bring from the game of football into the insurance world or you know uh, so I don't know you guys could probably help me out a little more than what I could tell you right now but it'll be one of the things I guess we'll find out but I know definitely just the work ethic or I, I want I want I want Brett Wetton who is who has <clears throat> in my opinion has transferred from athleticism to um, business world I want him to give his give your 30-second elevator speech to Jared Crick as far as a, a, advice in the business world because um, you, you've done that for me a couple times well I'll tell you this uh, it's fun I don't know Jared personally I'm getting to know him better over time but we're in this kind of this fraternity right because we played together and what I tell you man I love all the things the staying power right it's doing the little things uh you know writing a thank you letter handwritten thank you letter it's you know being there for people when they're in need because there's a need there not because you're trying to sell something right, right. so we'll have to talk about some of that stuff off offline but uh really excited for it. do you want to name the company you're working for uh or are you on a brokerage or what, what are you doing so farm beer is the company i'm working okay. for uh phil heinrich out of holdridge um, oh, phil Yep. Yeah, so everybody, everybody seems to know Phil. So I must. That's uh, a good sign, right? Must be with a good guy, good group. Yeah, and he's got a good team with him. You know, a lot of good people. So you know, I'm excited, excited to get to work, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, do well, help some people out. Well, and and, and I just want to piggyback on on what Brett said because. Um, I've seen a lot, you know, when you get older, you see a lot of people go through that transition from athletics to to work, and you see some of that, some of that stuff that just does translate that's portable and uh, you obviously have personality you obviously have have a lot of people skills that frankly a lot of people don't have um, you know 
athletes always seem to have an advantage because people know their name. You played in the NFL. You were one of the best defensive linemen ever at, at Nebraska. Um, that that's a great deal. But if someone wants to buy insurance from you and has a has a claim that they need to process through you, that stuff matters not at all. You know. Right. So that's where that preparation and that grinding along. And but Brett said that personal service really comes into it. And so I you know I think I, I there's no doubt that you're going to be successful doing those well, sorts and, of things. And, 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 you know, it, I would encapsulate in one thing. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. And I know it sounds kind of cheesy and warm. Everyone gives you a hug. But honestly, I've found that to be the absolute truth. They don't care what you know until they know how much you care. So very exciting. So talk to us about your family. You, you have a newborn. Yep. So okay. got two little boys. One's two and a half. Two one's and a half. about two and a half weeks. So uh yeah, it's been fun. Uh, we came back to the area a couple years ago, got out of Denver, and just wanted to be closer to family, so we moved back to Cozad. Uh, been in the area ever since, and that's we're going to open up shop there in Cozad as far as the insurance stuff goes. But family's been good. Um, you know, it's it's a blessing, man. I, I, I Not being humble by any means, but, you know, man, I've, I've been really blessed with all the things I've been able to see, do, and the people I've been able to meet so far in this life. So... So this full circle thing. So you know, what's it like? You're you're in high school in Cozad, correct? Mm-hmm. And you go to Nebraska, have a great career, go to the NFL, and then you come back to Cozad. Is it is it does that just strike you sometimes? Like what just happened? I'm back here with my family, my two kids. I got this business I'm starting into. Like what just happened? Does that ever hit you? Oh yeah, because you know when you're in high school in a small town. Well, me yeah. personally, like you know nothing again. I didn't hate Cozad by any means, but it's just small town. You get a little cabin feverish. You know, once you're about 17, you're just ready to get out. You're ready to see the world, do stuff. And then, you know, you do, uh, we lived in Houston for, you know, about four and a half years, Denver, which, I mean, it's still close to home, but, you know, we saw enough stuff to realize, like, Cozad was really good, <laughs> mm-hmm. a really good environment. You know, people were always looking out for me. I mean, even if it weren't my family, you know, someone always had an eye on me, kept me out of trouble, kept my nose clean. If I did something that, you know, little less desirable say someone came out and called me out on it and said hey man you got to get squared away here let's so i'm excited for my kids to have that same you know community where you know it takes a tribe to raise you know so uh, at least knowing that people are looking out for us is going to be awesome what a great segue into closing this this short podcast we've had with you you know, going back to Nebraska Great Spanish, we are family, right? So you talk about your community of Cozad. You talk about the greater state of Nebraska. We're here to take care of each other. I think it's something that distinguishes us from a lot of other people in other states. Nothing against them. Nebraska is really is the good life. And so, Jared, thanks a lot for your time and Absolutely. having a conversation with us. Nebraska Great Foundation is very simple. We are family. Uh, we raise money and awareness for those that uh, are former letter winners from many of the colleges and universities here in Nebraska. And um, if they have a medical slash financial need, we're there to take care of them. We're here from Tom's Dindale's Golf, uh, Nebraska Greats, uh, a celebrity foursome here in Riverside and Grand Island, Nebraska. And we thank you for joining our podcast today. And we hope everyone has a great day. This has been Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast serving the Nebraska Greats Foundation. You can find each episode on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please give generously to serve Nebraska's former sports heroes in need at anygreats.org. And be sure to follow the Any Greats on Facebook and Twitter.